Story number one. Humans are weird. Those were warnings, not suggestions. Written by Betty Adams. All non-classified data is to be placed on a shared drive. 45 trolls burst out. That is clearly stipulated in the regulations. How? demanded Gastric, waving the primary manipulation appendages in frustration. Did you not think that this needed to be classified? I assumed that this was already common knowledge amongst humans. 45 trolls defended himself. Gastric let his appendages drop down and rubbed his eyes in frustration. His rearmost motile appendages rubbed together in a grimly felt the remaining numbness. Forty-five trolls noticed the motion and drew his wings together in a sympathetic wince. Is the flame damage heating well? he asked. As well as can be expected, Gastric stated. Now, when did you first start compiling this? He hesitated as he mulled over the proper descriptors. This list. It was soon after the first humans entered the sector, 45 trolls explained. I was stationed on the observation platform that had been shared with the Shatar once, so it was only base-built two specks in the house a human. The rest were far too small. However, we had a mega-mite infestation on the base at the time. Sweet mother of flight, Gastric hissed. Not the piercing kind. Shedding, no... Forty-five trolls replied with a shudder, just the daubing kind, but they were perhaps three times the size, so all round an uncomfortable experience when you might come across something that is nearly your mess that looks very much like the tales of a demon one hears in a pup's stories. He fluffed and smoothed his fur with a huff. Well, we assumed that the predatory species of the human's mass would not be concerned with their presence, he continued. And it was the only base there, Gastric acknowledged. And it was the only base there, 45 trolls confirmed. We warned them, we did warn them. I can only assume that the human in question failed to absorb the briefly entirely, because it came out after the incident investigation that he had not seen one of the bleeding horrific giant buggers before. But from your description, the megamites were a fraction of a hundredth of the human's mass. Gastric replied. Indeed, 45 trolls replied. In time since then, I have seen humans dispatch the same species with a mere flick of their hands. But apparently, they have preferred size for mites. And anything that dares grow larger must uh, be killed with fire. And so, that is what the human on the base did, Gastric said. Yes, 45 trolls said with a sigh. He ran his wing-hook over his sensory horns and stared glumly at the list Gastric was displaying on the pad. He found the main nest and improvised an incendiary device out of a pressurized can of cleaning solvent and the ignition factors of some outdated mining equipment. Forty-five trolls went on. Didn't he screaming alert you before the fact? Gastric demanded. Human lungs are, um, powerful, to say the least. I might remind you that I have never experienced human behavior before this, 45 trolls replied. Even if I had, this particular human wasn't prone to screaming. We had no warnings before the fire suppressant systems informed us that he was tampering with them. Well, we followed the indicators and found him singing and satisfied. 
What did he say? Gastric asked as a feeling of a macabre interest. Everything's fine now, 45 trolls replied. Anyway, I had to write up a report for the incident so that I had to copy in my records. But it became clear that this isn't a random encounter due to prolonged exposure space. But a standard reaction to an unknown threat, so I decided to keep the list. Most entries are from my official reports, some are from incidents I observed personally, and some are purely second wing telling. And what was the purpose of this list? Gastric asked. Safety, 45 trolls nearly shrieked out, flailing its wings wildly. I wanted every officer in charge of a human to be aware that given an immediate threat, an approaching threat, or an insufficiency of threats of humans' first response is to set something on fire. I wanted them to be able to react to that. Forty-five trolls lunged across the table and gripped Gastric's head with his wing hooks. Gastric stiffened but didn't panic. They had worked together for too long for him to really fear the irritating wing. How was I supposed to know? 45 trolls demanded. How was I supposed to know that a list made of warning purposes would be taken as a... His voice broke out as Gastric's hearing range, and then Trisk winced back for a moment. Control yourself, 45 trolls, Gastric said firmly. What did you say the list was taken as? 45 trolls dropped back in his seat and gave a groan. The humans took it for a challenge, he finally said weakly. They printed out and check off the explosives, incendiary, and electric devices that they find ways to improve them and the materials on hand. And that was why I was caught in the blast in the storage bay, Gastric asked. Human Green had found a new type of cleaning solvent, 45 trolls replied. This is all very interesting, Gastric said, and informative. However, the device that involved myself was not described in your list. I did mention the part where humans improvise, 45 trolls pointed out. That you did, Gastric said, and now the list is out there and growing. Well, they survived long enough to achieve spaceflight, 45 trolls pointed out. They can't be too careless with explosions, can they? End of story number one. Story number two. Trinkets, written by Hypothetical Shagoth. Ambassador, Hotier, I trust you already know why I called you to my office. The station administrator crustrated vividly, the mantle of baleen strands twitching in agitation. My charming personality, winning good looks, and constant willingness to share the Terran liquor I habitually carry on at all meetings. Ambassador Hayden gave the administrator a disingenuous smile and settled into the chair that was rising up and reforming itself to fit his physique. Aside from the twinge of nervousness from his schoolboy days, he was confident in how the interview was going to go. Cute. No, you know what I'm talking about, because the last five complaints were lodged from within your office, and you signed the witness validation box. The administrator raised one of its manipulators up to the upper mantle, absently rubbing its forehead as it tapped through the projections of the complaint after complaint. Most were from other ambassadors, who had been able to pressure as much out of the Terran League as they had hoped, 
or who had discovered their terms had been unexpectedly beneficial to various Terran or Terran-friendly interests. In Aiden's opinion, the interesting complaints were from a number of individuals who had no business being anywhere near a Terran embassy officers, never mind the ambassador's desk in particular. His security detail was going to be incorrigible. They'd managed to guess most of the most likely spies on that list. What were they complaining about again? Ambassador Otier was plainly trying not to break into laughter now, but there were forms to be observed. Again, you jolly well know, your desk ornament. The administrator did a remarkably passable version of air quotes with that. Sir, you've been in my office, you've seen the decor. Station security went over everything we brought in. Has any of it been a valid threat to the station or its occupants? Aiden, you have been on the station for several years. You, I, and everyone else with their brain cases screwed on tight knows it's nothing to be concerned about. But, by the hungry void, you know that the trinket of yours gives most anyone, as your race puts it, the creeping heeblies. It's just a silver box accompanying an inlay on my desk. It's a silver box and inlay on your desk in shape significant to your people's ancient superstitions. I've seen the translations and the text and the markings. It's supposed to capture and conjure Terran spirits of ill will, bind them to be secured within the box, and to set them to harass or harm any who enter your office with ill will. The fact that it is poorly tuned music box that you fiddle with during a more tedious of your meetings just makes it worse. Well, who would believe that a silly old thing like that, though? Hayden, I know for a fact that you leave five donuts in a pentagram around the box when you leave your office every third night, and the donuts are gone when your cleaning staff come in each morning. What do they say is responsible? The administrator is somehow managing to express entire paternal tones through the light-based language. Pixies? Hayden shrugs, clearly struggling to maintain a straight face. And these pixies of yours have nothing to do with what happened to Ambassador Everhungers of the Reaving Horde sectors. I know, he vowed to turn your progeny into feedstock for his horde's newest colony. But something's got onto his ship, digested half of the Ambassador and his hunt guard, and had a spirited go at the rest. The survivors are all singing backwards in Turunthian, which they do not have a vocal architecture for, and didn't know previously. It is deeply fortunate for the good ambassador that he suffered exactly the fate that he threatened to my bloodline with. Really, quite tragic for him. Somehow, Aiden's consolation lacked the conviction expected from an ambassador. Right... Despite lacking discreet eyeballs, the administrator was giving him an excellent I don't believe you, but proving anything is much too much trouble stare. If I could find any discreet depictions or even proper depictions of these, uh, shagoths your box is supposed to call and capture, there may be trouble. But as it clearly is just a novelty item you're using to harass peers that annoy you, I am leaving this issue at is. Don't make a mess on my station. Clear. Aiden rose and bowed and the station administrator. Crystal clear, sir. My regards to your family. And there's a little something for your time. 
He left a small flask with a silver inlaid dreamcatcher on it and the expansive crystal disc in the center of the room, turned and left. After doing the rounds in the embassy, Ambassador Otier visited the office with a small takeaway box, carefully making sure the ones with the right toppings went to the correct locations. He laid five donuts around his fist-sized silver box and rested on his desk. Satisfied, he patted the lid the way one does a favorite dog's head and turned to leave. I hope those Reva scum didn't give you any stomach aches, and uh, thank you. The room seemed to listen to him in an intent of silence. As the door was closing behind him, he heard the faint sounds of metal moving on metal, a burbling, a grinding, a chorus of voices. All voices. It's okay. End of story number two.